Uh, hi. We watched Luca. <laughs> We're just getting into it, okay? Yeah. Well, we um, haven't thought of a. Should we make an intro, like an actual legitimate intro that we do with each episode, we'll or just see keep it loosey goosey? We'll keep it loosey goosey for now. I'm also kind of tired right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this isn't one that's like you know, this isn't as bombastic <clears throat> as our Hellboy episode. We're not going to be screaming about this, I don't think. Fuck that movie. Yeah, that's a bad movie. This, on the other hand, I really like that movie. This was a lot of fun. I also really like this movie. It's really sweet. It's a sweet movie. Yeah. Yeah. It it just makes you smile. That's what it does. Mm -hmm. Pixar is very good. Yeah, fucking angry at Disney, though. Not Pixar. Pixar is cool. Pixar is great. Pixar is amazing. Just consistently flexing their animation skills all the time. I really do like the fact that the animation style in this one is different than what they usually go with. Yeah. It it has its own artistic interpretation, which all, you know, all their movies do, but this one just feels different with the animation. And I I really similar to um, soul for me. Yeah. Well, to me, what um, soul was, is it was like a higher caliber of what Pixar usually does. Whereas like, this is completely different. I, mm, I don't know. I think that it's like that when they're in like afterlife things, but mm. the real life human beings, I think, are completely different from anything Pixar has ever done. They seem it's like still a crime that we couldn't see that movie in theaters, man. I know it's a crime we couldn't see this fucking movie in theaters. That's true. This movie is visually spectacular. Yeah, it's so it's so nice, and I would. Mm. I know it's way more like visually impactful than anything raya did or anything cruella did and both of those got oh, the premiere yeah. things i didn't see raya in theaters but neither I did i on theaters and yeah yeah we know how that went anyway <laughs> um without going into spoilers this is i don't think it's it's not anywhere close to the best pixar movie but that's hard to beat because pixar makes some good yeah. movies. um yeah um it's definitely better than their like mediocre stuff, and they have plenty of that. For sure, stuff it's like better Onward. than the like their sequels. Like, yeah, their sequels. Other um, than the Toy I Story, some sequels. of the original stuff. The Toy Story sequels I, are amazing. Yeah, Toy Story sequels are really good. They just like, keep getting better and better, dude. Toy Story three. Every time I watch that ending. Yeah. Oh. Toy Story three is great. Toy Story four is also very good. Um, yeah. Yeah, this movie. It, there's a lot of things about this movie that I really enjoy. Um, I think um, beat for beat, it's very entertaining yes. and watchable. And there's an understanding of putting these characters into situations that Pixar executes so well. And I love it. They understand just, how a story works, which is incredible. The existence of water just making everything a problem. Is yeah. Genius. No, that was that was um, great. It's so good. Um, and they use it all the time. They take advantage of that as much as possible. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Along with that, and this is to be expected from a Pixar movie, the music, man, is gorgeous. Yeah. The music is incredible. Really Pixar is kind of becoming like the Western Miyazaki when it comes to music, because Miyazaki always had great, like, like a yeah. great ear for the music he wanted in his films. From what I've seen of Miyazaki, I enjoy far more than I've enjoyed any Pixar film in all honesty. Um, There's one Miyazaki film that will 
kill you that you should watch watch I, it's Grave great for the, the fire. fireflies yeah. right oh my yeah. god dude that movie i, I have yet. not cried that hard watching a movie in my life i was like the rest of the day i was broken it's yeah so good it's so good oh my god i i yeah there's a lot of miyazaki i need to watch and i just it's just so fucking beautiful it is Those it's films, incredible um yeah, and Pixar is also very good. I actually felt like I got a lot of hints of Miyazaki from this movie. Um, I think so too. And I think I it's a lot of the dream sequences and then one with nature and all that stuff. The dream sequences part of it, for me, it was a lot of like the the coastal town aesthetic and it felt yeah. very similar to Kiki's Delivery Service to me. I was um, thinking Ponyo, but yeah, I can I see how Kiki... Ponyo. Uh, I love Ponyo. I, oh no, I have. I've seen, I've seen it was very young. Is yeah. that movie like more modern? Like it takes place in more modern? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm uh, not thematically or really in any way other than just like there's some setting things that I find similar between the two films. Yeah. Um, I, I enjoy Kiki's more, but... Um... Well, and also like the children in this movie are very yes. alike to like My Neighbor Totoro, like the two girls and that, mm-hmm. you know, the, the childish innocence, you know? And I, I, yeah. I really... I don't know. This movie's just like it makes you happy. Uh I re- it does. It makes me happy. It's just a sweet movie about like kids in a small Italian town on the coast. Yeah. Um, and well, it's not about kids, it's about mermaids. Um mermaid kids. Although they're called they're called sea monsters throughout the entire film. Yeah. Um they never use the word mermaid, which I found very interesting. <laughs> I really like the way that they look, the sea monsters, because like especially yeah. the transformations, like how their skin like flips over into mm-hmm. like scales or whatever. It, I think that looks really cool. Yes. Um I, I really like all of that. Um I I like how just similar or different enough all of yeah. the all of the transformations look. Um it's really great. Also like but- Oh wait, well, actually, this is gonna get into spoiler. We'll do that later. But um, one one that I like is the the mom, um, the fact that she doesn't have a human nose when she's in sea monster form. She just kind of has like her whole face is kind of like a nose, and then when she goes into human form, it becomes like a giant. Yeah, she nose. has like a giant. <laughs> yeah, and it's really it's like it's really well done and just execution in general. Uh, I quite like. Yeah, the character design like, is great. Yes. Um. The, there's one thing and this is very small that i really enjoyed uh which is the the like her dad with the one arm yeah are you you thinking about what i'm thinking about like the i'm thinking about like he's like i was born with one arm yes and yes i love that it is it is the littlest thing but it's just like oh that's kind of sweet yeah like this is just how i've lived my life well i was like so Um, like you know they they do the whole red herring thing you're like oh this dude got his arm bitten off with yeah, a sea monster. Yeah. There's a whole epic fight. And then he's like, uh-huh. and then he says, like, I got it bitten off by a sea monster. And all of them look freaked out. And it's like, nah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Like, it's great. It, it's almost, they knew it would be too on the nose. And the fact that, like, when he brings it up, it is just a little thing. Yeah. Um, it's only ever brought up once. Um, it's very small. But I quite, I quite like a lot of the different relationships in this movie. I love the Italian shithead kid. <laughs> oh, <laughs> with yeah. The moped. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> that was great. I love like the wispy um, mustache they gave yes, him. I was exactly. Uh, and the fact that like his goons always have a sandwich. Yeah. 
Well, the first time they're carrying like a, <laughs> like, I don't even know, like a twelve like a five foot, foot long, long or something. Sandwich. Oh yeah, five... yeah. I'm not. Sh- it was a very big sandwich. Um, yeah. it's the like the basic idea of it. It also like especially early on, very similar to the Little Mermaid. Um, mm-hmm. specifically like the collection of human things. Well, also like the character who lives under the sea wants to experience mm-hmm. the surface against his parents wishes yes and then That's ultimately very- at the end be like the his parents let him embrace the surface yes so. and part of that you're like oh that's very much like um little mermaid then you think about disney as a whole you're like oh this is just kind of how a lot of disney movies work yeah um well little mermaid wasn't you know originally it wasn't a disney movie it was a hans christian anderson fairy tale no, so, yes, but like the Hans Christian Andersen fairy tale is not the same thing as the Little Mermaid. It is up um, until the end. The end is yes, the only but difference. Like, yes, but no. I, I see. I see what uh, you're saying. I'm just saying it's like you, by ba- by you, saying based off the Little Mermaid, like it could be same source material type. It thing. could it could be same source. Um, but like I'm thinking about like very comparatively, right. Thematically, yeah. There no, is no, no. there is a difference between the thematic reasoning between one version of the little mermaid wanting to go to the surface and another yeah like the hans christian anderson is wanting what you don't have and then um, <laughs> turning it to sea foam yeah that, that's a crazy that. story um, and then the the disney version is about like growing up and moving out into the world and all mm-hmm. of your Disney tropes. That's um, a coming of age story. And that's why it, yeah, it exactly. hit so big because it hit home with many, you know, teenage, especially teenage women who wanted to like yes. escape from their overbearing fathers. Mm, yes. Um, and uh, <laughs> this, this is also a coming of age story in a way that like, it feels like a com. it feels like this could be a live action movie if it wasn't for the mermaid element. Right. It does. Yeah. In mermaid element, I mean, you could make a movie where they're secretly mermaids, but you could not make a live action movie where water is constantly having them switch around. That would be so difficult. It would be a nightmare. If you had to do it, it would be like big budget movie and you'd have to have like the best technical like Weta digital guys like constantly on (sighs) scene saying, okay, we need to frame the shot like this. You cannot have any camera movement. Mm -hmm. You know? Yes. And in this, it, it... I think it just leads to some really powerful imagery um, consistently. And yeah. one great choice that I think is that um, the change uh, after the first scene we see it is always to specifically which part of your, how much of water is touching your body. So your body only changes to where water touches it. Yeah. Um, so like sometimes a character gets portions. splashed on his arm and only mm. his arm turns into yeah, the scale. Like there's thing. a scene in the late part of the movie where uh, we can get into spoilers for that. We can bit, wait a bit later because this movie, I feel like, this is fresh, and I think a lot of people should watch this. This is one of yeah. the first movies I've been like where it's like, this is a this is a very enjoyable movie to watch. And it is well, f- free quotation marks free, but it's if you on have Disney, Disney Plus, Plus, it is free on Disney Plus. Yeah, um, it's free like for a, a small fee of seven dollars a month or yeah. whatever it is. It's part of their catalog. Yeah. <sighs> No, yeah, definitely. I think we should start getting into spoilers because I'm not sure how much we can go through more, but watch yeah, um, this movie. Don't, it's yes. very good. Before moving on, before like you watch the rest of this, go watch this movie. Like it's, 
it's less of a you're gonna get spoiled a lot of the beats would be how you think you how you would expect them to go it's a very simple story Um, yeah just it's pixar's execution and i think them stepping a little bit more out of their usual comfort zone both with animation and setting and i'm pretty sure like i i didn't recognize the director but director but it was an italian director yeah no Um, it was and she seemed she seemed i'd like i would assume she would be pretty involved right um and just all of it seems like probably more collaboration with other studios and in general just um Mm -hmm. very very watchable movie and enjoyable experience you will you will have a good time you will smile i guarantee it yeah yeah um and on to like spoilers and at some point, I do feel like we should talk about some of the controversy to this film. I think that there's no I, way to talk about this without addressing that. Yeah, I'm not fully aware of it. My opinion, I think this movie has, like, there's some implications to it that I, like, see mm-hmm. with what people are talking about. And while, like, I think it would be really nice to have a, like, sweet, like, childhood romance film. Um like with two boys yeah i think that's fine and i think it's really nice and there's i have honestly have no doubt in my mind that the pixar was aware of that because the movie ends with one of them running after the other one on a train oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah, like i'm sorry you know what you're doing this is one of the most classic tropes in american cinema you know we everyone should know what's going on at that point and just in general i think their relationship is quite sweet. Um, it is. So my view on the whole thing. So, okay. To give some backstory of the controversy we're talking about, in case you don't know, um, this movie, when the when I forget which trailer came out, it was either the first or the second trailer, but it was one that featured the two title characters, Luca and what the hell is the other kid's name? Uh, um, uh, it starts with an A. Uh, God, I should remember this. I watched it like yesterday. Alberto. Alberto. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, the, one of the trailers came out it had Luca and Alberto and a lot of the, it didn't have the girl character, the Santa Mozzarella one, but the, Mm -hmm. you know, she, uh, they, they had only those two characters. So all you really saw was them, you know, being friends and doing what they do in the movie, being these, you know, two charismatic boys having fun with each other, right? And then mm-hmm. as soon as that trailer dropped, within seconds, everybody, not everybody, but certain people and certain news sources from certain sides of the political spectrum got I, super Tell me pissed. which sides, because I'm very, like, right-wing? It's, it's the right. It's the right. It's the okay. right-wing. Oh, so the right was being homophobic. They were not just being homophobic, but it was also like the fact that and it and it was it, there were some left wing people who did it, but it was like majority right wing, you know. But what basically happened is they saw this and they saw two boys in a beachside villa wearing short shorts and flan and like button down shirts with their sleeves rolled up being best friends. They looked at that and they saw Call Me By Your Name, a controversial film and Call Me By Your Name is not I think it's. I can understand it being controversial because it's about a 19 year old guy dating a 17 or a 16 year old. Cause that's, you know, that's different age laws. Yeah. It's different. 
like a lot of people say it's controversial because the characters are gay. I don't think that's true. I think it's controversial because of the age difference. Um, but anyway, I, I mean, it's both because if you think about like historically the relate the ages of different people in relationships when they're no, yeah, right. heterosexual in film, yeah. you are not going to have the same level level of controversy that you are when it's a homosexual relationship. Yeah, the the it's- movie definitely. I don't have a problem with it. I know the source material. A lot of people do. I don't, I'm not going to get into this cause I don't know enough about it. I have not seen the movie or read the book, so I won't. I've only watched the first half of the movie and then I've intended to finish it and it left whatever streaming service I was watching it on. But point is well, of what I saw, I didn't have a problem with it, but because a lot of people related the trailer for Luca to having similar themes to call me by your name, a bunch of people got very mad because they didn't want another call me by your name to get made. Uh, whether it's because they didn't want another movie with gay characters or whether it's because they didn't want a movie with, you know, uh, a teenage with like teenagers experimenting that, the thing. That seems fucking wild. To yeah. Me. No. When I, like, when the, the news reports came out, I was thinking this, this is a Pixar movie. You guys. Yeah. What do you think yeah, they're going like, to do? There is no, there is no way that this movie is going to be, was ever going to be called you call me by your name. Yeah. It's created it's... by Disney. Um, and there is a lot of reasons why Disney does not include like main uh, gay relationships in their films. And it's because they have to appeal to a larger audience in other countries. Yeah. And well, in America, even in this country. There's yeah. a lot of fucking homophobia in america and it's a problem it is and that that led to them being fucking cowards so there is no way they would like ever allow pixar or any animation studio to have such an openly gay relationship in like a yeah. main pixar film and which we know because they made raya and the last dragon <laughs> yeah i'm sorry those characters should have kissed. They should you have had the opportunity. You you had the opportunity to do a well implemented, like, not even bat an eye, gay relationship in your movie, and you don't. It almost makes it more noticeable can. because they don't kiss, right? Like, yeah, like it would be less noticeable that the characters were gay if they kissed, but the fact that they don't just makes you go, they should have kissed. Yeah, like yeah. I, the majority of people talking to me, I have talked to about that movie have said. They should have kissed. And this movie, I think it's different um, because it it doesn't need to be that present. And I kind of think the whole time the movie is doing a little bit of winking at you. That these characters on some degree like have a level of like a childhood romance. Yeah. Which is very common. Um, After watching the movie, what I kind of got from it. So, okay. <clears throat> I did not think that, so one, all the controversy is dumb. I don't think anybody should have like seen the trailer, especially from a Pixar movie, like we said, and been call me by your name. That's what this movie is going to be. There's no way. So that's going off of that though. I do see how some people can see, you know, a romance out of the two characters. I personally didn't, but one of the things that it got me thinking about is the fact that it's much easier when you're watching because this is something that I do a lot. But for me, whenever I'm watching a movie, if I see, you know, 
a man and a woman. And if they're like being a little flirty, I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. Maybe they're going to do a relationship thing. But if I see a, you know, a man and a man or a woman and a woman or something of like an LGBTQ, you know, uh, community representation, I instantly go there. Are they going to do it? Are they going to do it? Because you're, I feel like us as audiences, we're more prone to make, you know, these subtext connections because there's not enough representation in film when it comes to the gay community i think that's part of it and the other thing for me though is the tropes of this movie Mm -hmm. um like i already mentioned the train thing um and another thing is like the relationship between i've already forgotten their name um alberto alberto the relationship between alberto and luca um, and that relation and how that relates to the relationship with the girl. Yeah. Oh, that's um, a love triangle. Sorry. That's just yeah, a love triangle. It's it's a it's a it's a like animated kids movie love triangle, right? Yeah. Which is usually um like uh, a boy starts talking to a girl and they're like jealous of the girl. But in this movie it very much felt like um Alberto was trying to hold on to Luca and trying to separate them from the girl. Yeah. That was like, that was the vibe. And that's usually because they're like feeling jealous of this girl. And that seemed mm-hmm. very specific and very intentional. And just the way their the whole way their relationship works and like stepping out into a new world to meet this young man, like of the same age as you to a certain degree. Like there's a lot of different thematic things that, go along with this including the fact that they're both mermaids in a like place that will not accept them i I know this is probably okay i know everybody thinks about this when they think about mermaids but how does i don't know how do how do like when they they have they transform though like how does that work because they didn't have pants oh no because if you think about it they're not wearing pants then luca transforms then he's wearing pants uh no he's not is he wearing pants no, pretty in, sure he's wearing movie, pants. Does he go changes into? Oh. No, no. Well, he changes he's into in a shirt, sea- but doesn't he have like yeah. seaweed pants? Yeah, he has seaweed pants when he's in the ocean too. He does. They're all wearing. Yeah, they're all wearing clothes under the they're ocean. All, dude. I thought that was just their scales. No, they had seaweed clothes. All of them did. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. That makes much more sense. Yeah, but like, but just like looking, I honestly think looking at a lot of the like general i don't know if it's intentional or not it seemed very much like there was a hinting at the idea of there being a gay relationship without like explicitly saying it and i think that's fine because you're talking about like it's a it's a like childhood romance yeah which is a thing that exists and i think it's one of those things like for me you know there's been a lot of controversy on i'm part of lord of the rings twitter because i'm one of those people um <laughs> god i hate that sentence but uh yeah, don't say lord of the rings twitter i don't know how internet talk there's goes. a lot of controversy on twitter with like about lord of the rings yeah so there's a lot of controversy is were frodo and sam gay or were they just friends to which i say it doesn't matter yeah that's true right you can, you can go either way I, yeah so i think this is this is the same case everybody like on twitter was would get you know so self-righteous you know oh it's all about why can't men just have friendships and not be gay and then other people are like why can't we just have more gay relationships in cinema and storytelling whereas i just say why can't you just interpret it the way you want to and leave other people's business alone? um well because 
the fact that we don't have enough gay representation and the fact that we don't have enough explicit gay representation. No, yeah, I get that. I'm saying, like, um, why, if, like, with if Lord I believe the Rings, they're I think... friends, why do I have to go to somebody who believes they were in a relationship and say, like, oh, you no, you're bad. Yeah, you of don't course. Like, storytelling. Like, like it, it doesn't matter. Don't, don't, don't fight about it like that. Yeah. Um, it is, but it is about having a conversation about how we should be having more explicitly gay relationships and like not just gay relationships all different kinds of relationships because like as we know gender and in general like sexuality is a very fluid thing yeah Um, and also like heterosexual norms have been flooding hollywood for over a century now oh absolutely it is it's time hollywood is a painfully heterosexual place yeah (laughs) um just like hyper masculine hyper feminine and how the fact that they have a lot of effect on what people see to be what is correct um but like going back to luca i just think this is one of those things where if you see it as a young romance great if you see it as friends great either way the story works really well around it you know Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't need to be a romance and it doesn't need to be a friendship. It can be either, or it can be both. That's the great thing mm-hmm. about telling a kid's story is if you do have a romantic relationship, it's not much more than a friendship, especially if you have really young kids, right? Yeah. It is like a strong, it's a strong bond. Yeah, exactly. What the movie is about is about their bond. And we can also get into more plot stuff and how I believe like the scene where that bond is broken is, oh. You're like, oh my god! They like, I wouldn't. Okay, let's let's just go through the movie and like discuss it. Okay, yeah the 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 majority of this movie is incredibly basic. I think it's just combining different like uh, genres, not genres, but well, like, it's just a perfect execution of a simple story. Yeah, it um a young mermaid like sea monster man is living um close to the coast. Um, underwater um, and he wants he is curious about the outside world to a certain degree yeah he lives with his parents he like herds fish sheep um (laughs) which i was a little Um, confused about but i eventually was okay with it yeah uh he herds he herds fish sheep um and then one day like he finds a bunch of human things on the ocean floor and when he's finding them, he meets another young mermaid, uh, Alberto. I keep <laughs> wanting to say Alejandro. See, I, keep I know that's say, wrong. I keep wanting to say Bartolome, and that no, that's nothing close to it. <laughs> um, like he he, um, he runs into Alberto, and Alberto takes him to the surface, um, and he undergoes the change, which is a thing that all mermaids can do, which is like. They can live above water looking like humans. Yeah, when they're dry, uh, they're human. When they're wet, they're sea monster, yes, mermaid, whatever. Um, yes, and like uh, they can live above the surface, but they don't generally because of a fear of persecution by humans uh, and a general hate for and fear of sea monsters. Yeah, because racism. Yeah, honestly, I think it is more similar to homophobia. Because it's because there is a you cannot see you cannot see it on the outside explicitly. Oh you're yeah, you're right. Because like the two old ladies at the end who reveal themselves. Yeah, yeah that too. 
Oh yeah. I honestly think oh, there's a... wait, hold on. Wait, yeah, wait. Yeah. I I really think there is a lot of um You might be right. Like, I didn't even notice implications that. Implications of um and I'm not an expert on it and I would love to hear from people who like saw it and maybe had differing opinions. Yeah, uh, we are not Gus and I are not members <laughs> of the gay community. So if we're or I'm not LGBTQ at all. I'm Yeah, if I'm we're a, if we're just talking out of our asses, we're both straight. Yeah, I I just men. I just I honestly think it's something that it's a it's a way you can look at this movie, and I yes. don't know if it's intentional, but there are a lot of things there. Um, and that, so they go to the surface, and the, he's living on a small island, and he just kind of introduces Luca to the outside world to a certain degree. And the early parts of this, there's like an early te- five minute montage where they're trying to build their own wooden moped. Yeah, that was great. Um, the Vespa. Yeah, a Vespa. Yeah. Um. And like it ends with them riding down a hill, and they ride through the air, uh, like flying through into the ocean. Uh, yeah, it's it's a very sweet movie. And yeah, they, just... like, um, yeah. And uh, eventually, the parents, of course, they discover he's been going to the surface, and they invite like his creepy <laughs> uncle, which is probably my uncle. favorite character of the movie. He's so funny. Yeah. Like it's all character design. I know, and the, the uh, way like, it's like, uh, okay, can you just punch his heart? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like his see-through skin, his giant, like both pointing sideways eyeballs. <laughs> the cigar. Um, yeah, uh, and they threaten to send him like deep, dark ocean where you float around, you can't see anything, and you eat bits of whale carcass. Yeah, you just kind of open your mouth and wait for them to float in. Um. And then he runs away with Alberto um, to the local town, which hates sea monsters. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember the name of the town. I want to say Santa Monica, but I really don't think it's Santa super Monica. Super not Santa Monica. That's in California, right? That's Santa Monica yeah. here? Okay, yeah. <clears throat> but this town is... Um, yeah, so they don't like sea monsters. They so they have to infiltrate the town, and they want to be able. The whole goal for them is <clears throat> to get a Vespa, so that way they can explore the world. Because Luca's dream is yeah. to just explore and to learn new things, mm-hmm. and to you know he doesn't want to be stuck underwater anymore. I want to be yeah. where the people are. I want to yeah. see. Want to see him dancing, etc. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Little Mermaid. Um, yeah, I get it. See how I, I did that? Seen, I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen Little Mermaid. That's it's still have you I not did, ever seen it? Never seen Little Mermaid. Dude, that's such a good movie. Oh. I I know it's very weird. It's it just never came across my radar. My sister and I recently um, we used Disney Plus to just rewatch the entire Disney Renaissance and it was great. I watched a lot of Disney Re- Renaissance. I love Mulan. Mulan uh, is my favorite Disney movie. I love the music. It's very good. It's so Be good. A Man is my favorite Disney song. Um, Especially the reprise when they like are oh, all dressed yes, the as women. Oh, yes, the reprise where they're all in drag. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it's the yeah, best. It's so good. It's, it, it ends with like these dudes, like, again, a really excellent deconstruction of masculinity. Yes. Uh, like as like the Be A Man becomes like dress and drag um, to save the day. And it's great. I love yeah. it. Mulan no longer has to be a man. Now the men have to be women, and it's like a perfect yeah, reversal and, of and the roles. And by like being a woman, you're like being a man. In yeah. The, in the way that like I like 
I and the way that culturally, consider... when someone says "be a man" is defined, you know, yeah. get the shit like, done. There, there is like if you t- there is t- a certain degree of a wholesome element to that, um, where it's like put while also being kind of like self harming, which is like put your own interests aside um, for yeah. the desire of other people. Which yeah, I think like sometimes it's like being loyal, and sometimes it's like ruining yourself. God, why can't um, Disney go back to Mulan days? Why can't they go back to okay. Renaissance days? Those movies are so good. Yeah, <sighs> you know. Damn. They can't. Yeah. Anyway, um, Luca. Um, yes, so they go to the surface. Their goal is to get a Vespa. And as soon as they arrive in the town, you're instantly getting into shenanigans of like water is the most dangerous thing to them. Yeah. Um this they run into like this asshole who has his own like cherry red Vespa and he's and like the sandwiches local galore. Yeah. He has a like we said, he has like a seven five foot sandwich, something like that. Um that his two cronies are holding around for him. Oh shit. And we first see that, you know, their bodies go back to their uh a uh, 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 sea monster form when just a little water touches them when he's about yeah. to he's saying that Luca smells like fish so he says he needs a bath mm-hmm. so he brings Luca over to a fountain and starts pushing his head into the fountain mm-hmm. and the little bits of water splashing on his cheek show some scales and then yeah. but then saving the day is Santa Mozzarella kid who I cannot remember her name I'm gonna uh, look it up real it... quick G- uh, Guila? No. Luca girl oh it's Julia Julia but it's spelled like yeah. G-I-U. Yeah, Julia. Um, she shows up uh like to keep him from like bullying the dude. And they like <sighs> long story short, they form form an alliance. Yeah, and they both have the same goal in mind, except they they both they all want to win this race thing that's gonna happen. I forget what mm-hmm. it's called, but the whole thing is Julia wants to win it because she wants to end the reign of terror that is uh asshole, asshole with the kids Vespa. yeah because he keeps winning the race right so he keeps getting the yeah money he keeps winning guys. even though like and this is my favorite part of it is that he's too old to enter anymore <laughs> but he keeps but he... doing it anyways which is like such an ec- excellent representation of the shithead dude who like wants to feel like he's powerful so he keeps he stays with the young kids yeah so he picks got, on like, the tiny kid children yeah he's like he's like probably 18 <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, he's got a wispy mustache and he's like fucking with 15 year olds yeah so um, while whereas she julia wants to defeat asshole kid uh alberto and luca they just want enough money to buy this you know used vespa that they see outside a front shop so they can explore the world so then we have like this whole dinner sequence where we meet uh julia's dad who has one arm who yes. is amazing i love him yes and then he and he he wants he loves hunting sea monsters yeah um, he's introduced they, literally like you see him cut off the fish's head as he's introduced yeah yes um and then there's like a point where luca spits on alberto's face yeah like water covers half his face and they duck down and then the cat sees them without the cow is so good and just- it leads yeah, it leads to the cat for the like first whole first half of the movie, movie just being like, we fucking guys, fucking mermaids. <laughs> um, and like keeping attacking the kids. Yeah. 
uh, until they like bribe it with fish. Yeah. So um, we eventually lead into a training montage where they're all getting ready. So the racing, there's three parts of the race. There's first you have a swimming part, then you have to like an eating contest where you eat a bunch of pasta, and then there's a biking race where you bike mm-hmm. down a or up a hill, then down a hill, and whoever gets to the end first is the winner. Um, so they all do a training montage. They realize that the only one of them who can swim because they don't want to give away their identity as sea monsters is uh, Julia. And then Alberto's mm-hmm. doing the pasta eating one and Luca's doing the bike riding one. Um, so that's, they, they do a montage for a bit. We see more of the antics of like, you know, the kids are go fishing with uh, Julia's dad who runs a fishing business mm-hmm. and, you know, water splashes on them occasionally you know, all yeah. that stuff happens. And that's where you get like, you know, they're trying, you know, some of the antics of trying to stay dry on a <laughs> boat in the middle yeah. of the harbor. It's it's all like, this is some of the best parts of the movie is like Pixar knows how to put these characters in danger. <laughs> yes. Um, in a way that doesn't have major consequences. Yeah, like lighthearted danger. Like, yeah. Um, and then around this point, the mom and the dad come to the surface. And they just- and least, Yeah. And it the whole the whole side plot of the mom and dad looking for their kid is just them assaulting children <laughs> and like dunking them in water. Kid. Yeah, like the first scene, she just like kicks one of the kids. Uh, she kicks a soccer ball and hits the kids so hard they fall into a fountain. That um, whole scene of her leads, just like yeah. demolishing children, I was crying. Yes. Bailey and I, I were like, laughing so hard. I was like, she's definitely been to the surface before because she knows how to play soccer. Yeah, she knows how to use her legs, whereas Luca um, had to be taught how yeah. to even walk. And how to ride a bike, and he didn't know how to kick a ball. Yeah. Um, um, but the they do a whole montage. That's also where you get one of my favorite parts that we talked about earlier, where the one-armed dad guy, you know, he says, you want to know how I lost my arm? A sea monster ate it off. And then everyone's yeah. like, what? He's like, no, I'm just kidding. I was just born this way. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I came into the world this way, and yeah. it's not like the kind of the same thing with the, like subverting your expectations with um, in one that I personally hate, uh, the Captain Marvel Nick Fury thing. Yeah. Um, it's much more of a. It, this is it's a little thing, and honestly, I just think it's kind of sweet that they have a dude who's like, I came into the world with unarmed. This is how I've lived my entire life. Yeah, especially when you see how dexterous he is with his one arm. Like, he can do everything Um, with it. And he's also, like, he when he first shows up, he's a very big, like, burly, scary dude. But the whole movie, he's just super wholesome. Yeah. Yeah, like, he, he, he very obviously cares for his daughter. And even these two kids who, like, stay at their house. Yeah, these two rando kids that she claims is from her school back in oh yeah so her parents are separated so she lives with her mom during the year to go to school which is further mm-hmm. inland of italy and then she goes to her dad during the summer which is on the coast um yeah it's kind of a minor plot detail but whatever yeah it uh, is. eventually um as the montage ends we get a scene between luke and julia where julia says she wants luca to look at something and come with her you can see alberto's a little bit jealous um mm-hmm. And then there, Julia talks to uh, Luca and, like, teaches him about astronomy, which, you know, piques his interest even more because this kid wants to explore. He just wants to get out in the world. He wants yeah, to he learn. Wants to, he wants to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And then so he says, where did you learn all this? And she says, oh, at my school, at my mom's house. That's why I brought it up. Uh, and then he asks 
do you think I can go to school with you? And then she comes later. Oh no, no, yeah, that comes later anyway. But like he gets the idea of going he learns to about with school her. and then he talks to Alberto and Alberto gets jealous. Um like shows the moped. Yeah, so then you now have this contrast between Alberto who just who doesn't care about like, you know, learning stuff. He just wants to have fun. And Julia, who's like the other side of Luca, who wants to still have fun, but learn about it, you know? Yeah. So you have this branching. Alberto is less about like just wanting to do things and have fun. It's very much about like must keep moving. And even more specifically, he he, it's like in his mind, it's him and Luca versus the world, you know? Um, And he gets kind of jealous that Luca wants to learn about other things and like spend time alone with other people. Yeah, because as we learn later, he's been left alone before. Yeah, that um, that was you're like damn. I, yeah, like you're you like coming, I definitely but, knew that was gonna happen, but damn. It, but you're still like, oh, that's rough. Yeah, um, that's rough, buddy. Um. Yeah. So yeah. They, so. A lot of it's them preparing for this. Uh, eating pasta, going on a bike ride and swimming track. Yeah, and you get like really good um, character beats, really good moments. The majority of them, like a good chunk of the movie is this. Not the majority, yes. but a good chunk of it is this, and it's great. Uh-huh. And then uh, it leads into this, like, Alberto is culminating in this jealousy, and when Luca, like, won't commit to riding the bike, he's like, we'll do it together. I mean, he won't let Luca, like, kind of go out on his own with this, and they ride the bike down this hill, and it's chaotic, and they crash into the ocean and they arrive on the beach um and julia finds them and luca's like i want to go to school and then julia's like that's great and alberto in a like fit of jealousy in an attempt to keep luca from like seeing the outside world shows that he is a mermaid and then luca terrified that he won't be able to spend more time like on the surface is like a mermaid and look out a sea monster friend. and it's that that moment of the you're movie like, made fuck. me gas you're like oh my that is that is rough um, yeah and, and then of course the, asshole kid shows up and starts trying to harpoon alberto yeah and alberto swims away uh luca and julia come home and in a scene that i think is very like it made a lot of sense to me and is very powerful like as soon as they come home, Julia splashes water. On yeah, no, she does not immediately. Like, she, yes, like, she knows okay. what's up. I was and, like, okay, like, I was so afraid they were gonna make her an it, idiot. Yeah, and it and it's not even like she. It's and then she's like, you can't. I can't risk you guys getting killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you have to. You have to go. You have to be safe. This is the like. Do you think I want you to leave? This is the happiest I've ever been in my life. Um, yeah but I can't risk your guys' lives. Um, yeah. And he goes to Alberto um, on that small island from the beginning. And Alberto's like, um, uh, like that's the, the amount of time it's been since I've seen my father who abandoned me because he thought I was ready to go out in the world on my own. Yeah, um, so we learned that he has not been abandoned once before and so he's afraid of being abandoned again. So he will clutch yeah, onto has- whatever semblance of a friendship that he can get. Yes, he has attachment issues. Um, yeah. And, like, in an attempt to fix it, Luca's like, I'm going to enter the tournament on my own. Um, and instead of swimming, he goes in with a, like, scuba suit. 
Oh yeah, with like uh, a freaking like Scooby Doo, whatever that. Yeah, like name is. A, Mariner, a diving Mariner. suit. What's his it's name? Mariner. No, that's the wait. Hold on, that's the comic book. Hold on. Yeah. Who's what's the? You know who I'm talking about, right? There's a Scooby Doo villain who wears I don't know that the names suit. Of any specific Scooby Doo villains? I know the name of it, and it's gonna bother me that I can't remember it. Uh, well, it's it's like an old timey diving suit. Um, yeah. They, it, they the at the tri- triathlon actually happens. Um, and this, I think, is paced very well again. Oh, it is, um, yeah. The first part is, like, in an attempt to cheat, Italian dude has his partner, who's the swimmer, like, get dumped in oil. Because <laughs> like, yeah, it'll make him go way oil. faster. And he does go way faster. But then the <laughs> olive oil bunch of attracts fish. fish, and then a bunch of fish start, like, attacking him and biting him and eating him, and he gets trapped. Um, and while this is happening... The kid's under the ocean, and the thing cracks, and he gets water on his face. But when he comes off, he takes his helmet off and kind of hides his head. And then he, he like, the runs portion. under the pasta table in order to dry mm-hmm. himself off. When yeah. which he eats. A, oh, and Julia's also in the competition still, but now they're on mm-hmm. opposing teams. So they yes. all do the pasta eating. Asshole kid's, like, shoving the pasta and Yeah, he, like, literally face. bare hands. <clears throat> and then tags himself in for the bike race. Uh, and like it culminates in this final the final part which is the bike race up and down back to the bottom yeah um and in the middle of this bike race it starts raining because again they know how to execute all of the like they know the threats of this movie um, it's so good you see like a few drops fall and it's just this mortified look on luca's face like oh no yeah uh and then alberto comes with an umbrella to save him and he gets tripped by asshole bike dude and reveals himself to be the mermaid guy mm-hmm. um and luca tries to go to help and alberto's like stop you're safe there and then alberto makes the choice that he didn't make before to help his friend and out himself as a mermaid leading those two as mermaids to like in the final race with each other uh, against asshole dude who is also trying to murder them at this point. Yeah, and then like you get like this um, shot of him. He's like pushing children away from him on yeah. the bikes and then like throwing spears at these okay, guys. But even before that, he's like standing on his bicycle, holding a harpoon in two hands. <laughs> oh yeah, and then, yeah, like, like little flashes, Tuscan Raider doing it. Um, yeah, and then like it leads in the final scene where the whole town sees that they're mermaids, um, and the first one to recognize that it's Luca and Alberto is julia's father yeah seeing that is once again very sweet um and it says like they can't win don't you see what they are and he walks over to them mm-hmm. i see what they are they are winners yeah. and he holds yeah. them up, and it's great uh, yeah <laughs> it's it's all and like it ends with like people being accepted and the mom and dad finally catch up to luca um and this random old two like two old ladies who had just been in the movie in the background yeah the whole time just remove an umbrella and it turns out they were sea monsters all along too yeah yeah Um, i think you're right you know what yeah right yeah Yeah, right like this is definitely there's some allegories in here um and it and it like ends with luca and alberto when they they buy the vespa and they're all having dinner together like mermaids and humans sitting next to each other (laughs) um and then the final scene is Julia's going back to school and then uh, Alberto hands, hands Luca a ticket on the train because Alberto sold the Vespa to get the ticket and his parents are saying that they're letting him go to school and Alberto's staying behind because Julia's dad offered him like a spot on his fishing boat. Yeah. 
Um, and they leave, and it ends with him like riding away on the train, uh, and like he like runs after him into the rain, and he turns into a mermaid, and then he goes through a tunnel, and then he comes out of the tunnel into the rain, like crying in one of the most beautiful shots of the movie. Oh god, and dude, I like, got so many spine shivers. You were like, oh shit. And he's and just then, hanging like, off the edge of this train as he turns back into his fish person self. And you see yeah. him close his eyes as the camera pans up to the sky. And then Fiend. the movie ends. And it's and it's just a sweet, fun, really good movie. And I really liked it. And I was happy to talk about something that just felt wholesome. Yeah. Um, especially after last week. I Well, the thing is, like, after these past two years of just chaotic craziness from like both the pandemic and also politics and also just the world seems to be going mm-hmm. to shit this movie is a breath of fresh air man it's like yeah it's so it's so lighthearted. it's so simple like it doesn't have a big plot because it doesn't need to and it's just yeah it's a nice movie this is a this is a nice movie that will get you to smile yes and then the last thing i want to talk about because you talked to me about this before is the future of Pixar. Yeah. Um, just this, this is movie concerning. is very good. And one thing that like, I think we talked a little about it, bit about it before is that this movie is free on Disney plus mm-hmm. and it doesn't have a cinematic release in theaters. So at this point. <sighs> so here's, here's what I'll say on this. So a lot of people um, know about uh, if you, if you add, like follow any movie, social media like anything that does a movie you've probably heard about you know some of the lead animators at pixar have been publicly publicly stating that they're upset with the fact that disney is not giving their films theatrical releases now some people were defending disney and saying you know well that's right they shouldn't be encouraging people to go to movie theaters but here's the thing disney is promoting their own films in movie theaters films like corella films like raya that's the thing like Disney movies were in theaters throughout the pandemic and on the premiere access, whatever it mm-hmm. is called. Yeah. If you were going to watch it on Disney plus you had to pay. Extra yeah. Money. You'd have to pay like what? 30 bucks, 35 bucks, yeah, something some like that. Insane amount of Not, money that I'm. And no mo- amount of money worth going to watch a movie unless you have like eight people watching it together. Yeah, exactly. So basically, and then they release this movie and soul on Disney Plus for free. Now, Soul, I can see, I can kind of Soul get it because Soul was in the middle of the worst. Yeah, of the it pandemic. was in like November. It wasn't like yeah. fall. It was some of the worst of the, the pandemic. Where no movies should be in theaters. Um, yeah. That makes sense. It The only problem is you can't, it's still just Pixar. Yeah, the only problem is Raya to- came out at the same time and they put Raya in theaters. That's the thing. Yeah. So the, the thing that a lot of, that I'm a lot of people are noticing is the fact that Disney is promoting their own material way heavier than Pixar's material. And the theory going on is that Disney's trying to dissolve Pixar into their own, into Disney because like Pixar's already owned by Disney, right? Any money that Pixar makes Disney also makes, but Disney animated movies are losing quality. This is not, you know, they kind of came back a little bit with, you know, stuff like, uh, uh, the princess and the frog and stuff like Frozen and, and stuff like Tangled. Like, yeah, Frozen and Tangled are and Moana. I really like films. Moana. Yeah, and Moana. I just forgot about Moana. Moana is quite good. Moana is very good, um, but like you know, Frozen two, 
wasn't very good. Wreck-It Ralph 2 was not very good. Not good. Uh, 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 Raya was mediocre. Would have been I better if like they kissed. I, yeah, <laughs> it would be way better if they kissed. And in general, I think the pacing is weird on that one. It, it, like, it feels like they were trying to do an Avatar. Like the last Airbender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the like four nations and all of that. Yeah, with the what multiple really nations. Liked, it's like they tried to cram a season's worth of material yeah. into a movie. They honestly, they, I wish they had kind of leaned into more of an Indiana Jones style thing. Like they do with the first, like the first um, place that she goes to. Mm-hmm. you know where there's traps and stuff yeah and that, that was pretty cool i like, also find it interesting in that movie that it's a movie supposed to be you know all about uh southeast asian culture you know mm-hmm. whereas not all but almost all of the voice actors are just straight up east asian people so like you have oh yeah. chinese and japanese voice actresses for people who are supposed to be you know more vietnamese or taiwanese or in that general region you know yeah so, which I mean, I get it. It's Disney. They want to have Sandra Oh and Kelly Marie Tran, uh, Benedict Wong, all these big names yeah. voicing their characters. But still, anyway, we're it's not talking problem. about that movie. But the the whole thing that people are noticing is the fact that theaters are open now. California's open mm-hmm. now. And like, I don't know about Massachusetts where you are. It's but... per- I'm work. I am going to work. Yeah, without so, a mask. So you're oh okay yeah. So I'm assuming most of the country is open now. And Luca did not go to theaters. That's odd because theaters are opening up very fast. They're about Mm -hmm. to introduce like what four Marvel movies this year or something like that going. I think it's only three. No, no movies coming out in theaters right now. Yeah. Yeah. Point is theaters are theaters are open. Disney's putting their own movies in theaters. Things are safer. Now the vaccines out, go get vaccinated. If you haven't done that, I'm assuming everybody who's listening to this has, but just if you haven't do it, it depends on the person. Yeah, and if you're tr- like struggling, I don't know. If if you're struggling, you can actually get um, Uber or Lyft. I forget which company, but one of those companies is doing. Uh, if you say you're going to a vaccination site and you show proof of that, they will give you a free ride, um, hmm. which is re- uh, there and back. So anyway, but like things are opening up, and yet Luca did not go to theaters, and Soul which was supposed to be this big theater thing because it's one of the most beautiful animated films I've seen Fucking in my incredible life. Incredible movie. Like did it, it, but it didn't go to theaters. Everybody thought it would be delayed because Disney was delaying everything. They delayed black widow. They delayed, you know, they even delayed mm-hmm. Raya only a few months, but so they expected soul to be delayed. No, it came out when it was supposed to just at home. So, or well, they did actually delay it a little bit because it was supposed to come out at pandemic height when it was like the most feared in like March and April. Um, yeah. But point is they still didn't wait. And it, it just seems like there's this like repeating thing happening where Pixar movies are not getting advertised as much as they used to. And the running theory is that because Disney movies aren't up as good as they used to be, aren't as up to snuff that they're trying to absorb Pixar into the Disney animated films to make better disney animated movies and if that's true i i would be very angry yeah it's a little conspiracy theory-esque but i can i can see the roots of it it it's it's it seems like they very specifically chose pixar and i hope it's not true and i don't yeah i like i would wait to see reasoning there's another more concerning thing going on uh did you hear about loki and disney trying to trademark loki's name what they're are you to, kidding? The no, god tra- of not, mischief? Not, not just Loki, like a couple Norse gods. 
So wait, so that's what like Disney's like saying, okay, you guys, if you say Yahweh now, we're going to sue you for $1 million. Yeah, like, I, well, it's like saying, but it's also like selling merch of Lokis that aren't their Loki what? on stuff. People have gotten copyright claims on like Etsy and other sites. That's stupid. Um, yeah. That's stupid. That I, I really hope that doesn't happen. I'm not like fully sure like how much they're pushing it for, but if they can do that, it's bad. I mean, you know, they're going to very soon, they're going to renew the copyright lease for Mickey Mouse, making the copyright length, even like right now, I think it's 70 years after the creator's death because it's been about 70 years since Walt died. So yeah. once it's once we reach the end of that, it's probably going to be 90 years after the creator's death or even a century after the creator's Disney death. Because literally, Disney laws. is the only reason that I cannot use songs from the Beatles in movies. Like, literally, Ew. any song that John Lennon made, we should be able to use. But no, because Disney don't let that happen. Oh, nope. God. It's fucking bullshit. Yeah. If if you can't tell, we don't like Disney very much. Don't the corporation. Like Disney. The corporation. Yes. The, the, the people behind the movies. As a business. Yeah. There's a very easily recognizable talent behind specifically Pixar for me. Um... Well, even There's Disney, a... like Disney animators do a good job. Like I thought Raya yeah. looked gorgeous. Yeah, wasn't... Raya looked good. Um, It's just overall composition of those films is not nearly as well, consistently well done as Pixar. Yeah. Um, Something like uh, Onward is not great, but they have like, I think they're still really good. I think with Luca and Soul, they've proved that they can. Oh yeah. Onward was also released, not in theaters. When yeah, theaters that were one open. also made sense to me. Yeah, that came out before Soul, didn't it? I did, but the thing is, like, you still have Disney delaying the other their other movies until theaters were yeah, open. Yeah, so. true. It's like this weird double standard that might be there that like a lot of people are seeing, but you know, I don't know. I hope it's not <laughs> yeah. true because I really like Pixar and everything they do. Honestly, Pixar has not made a movie that I have not liked. Like Cars I've never. I like Cars too. Don't murder me for that. I really like I'm Cars not going to murder you for that. It's kind of <laughs> silly and funny, but like, fuck, it's a bad movie. It's, it's a, so bad. It's a bad movie, but I had I, so much fun watching okay, it. I like it more than Cars 1. I'll give it that. Yeah, I don't exactly. like Cars 1. Um, well, the thing is like, here's what I'll say. Every Pixar movie, I have left the theater feeling like I enjoyed myself during that movie. Yeah. Except for the some... ones where I cry my eyes out. Which I still enjoy yeah. myself, but I'm just sad. There are still some with like Pixar. I'm like, this is painfully mediocre. Yeah. Oh, um, Bugs Life. I don't like Bugs Life. I kind of like Bugs Life. It's, I don't like. It's I, the I Magnificent Seven. Bugs Life is the Magnificent I know, I know. Seven. Well, I, it, well that's it's why that, it's awesome. I, I don't like Bugs Life. I don't know why. There's no reason for it. I don't. I don't like that movie. It's like all. It's not great, but I like that it's the Magnificent Seven. I like the villain. The villain is good. I will give it that. Um, but yeah, so that was Luca. Go watch it if you haven't. Um, mm-hmm. If you're at this part of the episode, I'm assuming you did because you would have had the entire thing spoiled. But go watch it again. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, but it's a good movie. It's, it's a, a very film. good movie. Very well done. Good job to the Pixar directors. Good job to the Pixar executives. Everybody who worked on that movie. I am excited to see what they do next because Pixar never fails to disappoint. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I, they are the str- they are the strongest branch of Disney. Yeah, they definitely. Uh, no, you're right. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, it, I was trying to think of like a re- re- rebuttal to that, but I think you're right. It's not Marvel. Marvel is very highs and lows. Yeah. Um, and well, it's Marvel's, not Star Wars. Marvel's consistently fun, except for like phase two. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't like a lot of the like standalone. Like, I don't like Captain Marvel at all. I think it's I fine. Think I just movie, wouldn't watch it. That movie's so bland. Well, that's the thing. It's the most, it's, it is the point zero of Marvel movies for me. It is the exact mediocre of all of them. Yeah. Um, but Which Marvel is disappointing because I was excited yeah. for that movie. But for me, the I will say the highs in Marvel are high. Watching yeah. Endgame in theaters was awesome. Screaming with the crowd as Steve yeah, Rogers says, there's, assemble. And the entire yeah, theater goes up in like cheers. There, there was an energy in that theater at uh-huh. Grand Lake. It was so good. Um, yes. I remember, I remember seeing uh, Infinity War in uh, the Jack London Theater. And mm-hmm. uh, at the point where Thanos stabs Tony Stark in the side, I just heard this mm-hmm. one lady in the bottom corner of the theater go, "No, Tony, no!" It's the funniest thing ever. Uh, yeah, um, but I do think Pixar is the strongest leg, yes. leg of Disney, um, and they just make movies that are really, really sweet and really nice to watch. Yeah, they make me happy. So this one. Maybe this episode shouldn't be titled Critically Loud. Maybe it should be titled Humbly Soft because we didn't yell that much in this one. I don't right, know. But yeah, but fuck Disney executives and the people that run that business. Yeah. Fuck them. Dis- Disney, Fucking... the movie makers, you're fine. Disney, the business. Yeah. Audio listeners, I'm flipping off the screen. Suck the fattest dick. <laughs> like the the harm you have done to the film industry and like multiple different media industries is really shitty. Mm. Um, you are way too powerful of a company. Uh, like the fact that we're talking about this, like it's the strongest branch that's because it owns Marvel, Disney, its own stuff, Pixar and more. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars now. And then also 20th century Fox. Anyway, that's the end of this episode. This Pixar is good. Disney's bad. This movie's good. Raya's mediocre. I forget what else we talked about. This is probably a yeah. longer one. I think we talked. They should have for... kissed in Raya. Should have kissed in Raya. The end. Uh, they didn't need to kiss in Luca, though. No, so. but there's a lot of heavy implications. That for sure is. Good on you, Pixar, for... I feel yeah. like that was purposeful. That had to be in I, I, I don't know if it's purposeful. I just think it's a really fun thing to look at, um, like to think about and analyze. Yeah, true. Anyway, right. this has been the past episode of Critically Loud. You can, uh, if you're listening on audio, we have a YouTube channel called Little Schemers. Look us up. We make some cool stuff. If you're watching on the Little Schemers YouTube channel, subscribe. Do the like button. Uh, check out Hunted Cranes. That just came out. Yes, it is it's, fully out. It's fully out, and it's like yeah. such a weight off our shoulders. Ah, Yes. We spent many, many months working on that We spent way project. too long on that. Yeah. Um, um, well, not too long. I, yeah, I'm very proud of that though. Yeah. Um, no. Go check that out. Share that with your friends. Um, it's a very good story. I think. I think we did a good job. Yeah, yes. There are um, I, I there are a lot of things that I would have done differently, but you know, that's always the way it's gonna be. Yeah. Especially like with a script, which is something I could like. 
I don't know. It, you can revise it forever. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, next episode will be coming out Wednesday, the 30th. So tune in then to see what we're talking about. Um, until then, this has been Critically Loud, the, uh, the podcast where two teenagers yell at Disney. <laughs> yeah, fuck Disney. Peace. <laughs>